Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. How's everyone doing this morning? So, I'm using this. Let me just plug in. So, anyone who knows me knows that I love playing the guitar. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, and I have gotten nicknames. I've been called the guitar guy, which I'll take that nickname any day. Um, but I've been on, on kind of a journey, and, and learning guitar has, has taught me things about myself, things that are so great, and things about our faith, right? And understanding what the important things are. Now, let me tell you a little bit of backstory. So, I found specifically the electric guitar. I was watching this show because I also love dance. Right? Before I was the guitar guy, I was the dancing guy. <laughs> I was the moonwalking guy. There are people who know me from, from Delta as the guy who'd moonwalk through all, all the pathways and dancing at random times with no music, with the music playing in it, but in my head. But I, I was watching this, this show, So You Think You Can Dance. Who remembers that show? Yeah, thank you, thank you for clapping. Right? I married someone who also loves dance. Right? Half of our lives is dancing at home. Um, but, I, but I heard this, this one song, and I heard the electric guitar, and I was like, this, this is my instrument. This, I'm gonna learn to play this thing, right? But as with any hobby, right? There are expenses to it, right? And um, the problem with me is that I'm the kind of person who geeks out a bit too much, right? If I start a hobby, I'll start to learn everything about it, right? I need to know what are the best guitars. I need to know what wood they're made out of. Where are they, where are they made? What's the history of the company? and goes on and on and on and on. And I'll find artists that, that, that strike me, that I hear something amazing in their playing, and then I'll do a, a history on them and what they played. And that's how a lot of electric guitar players find their sound, is they, they hear someone that they, that they love the sound of, and they say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out every single thing that they use, right? But, and, and this is with, with, with all hobbies, we know. We start off with something, we don't know much about it, and then as we learn more about the hobby, we realize, you know, maybe I need a more expensive bike. <laughs> maybe I need some expensive shoes. <laughs> Pointing out people here. But we have our hobbies and, and, and we get obsessed with these small things, and, and people who market know that, right? They know, right, to, 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 to market the thing with a lot of features, whether they're necessary or not, right, whether they're the important thing or not. And I remember as I was hearing uh, all these um, blues players with their different sounds, I'll go and find out, okay, what, um, what pedals are they using? Pedals are these little things you step on and they change the sound. So then I would start, when I did have money, I would... Uh, pull money together, I'll sell some stuff, and I'll go get this pedal. When I didn't have money, I became a master of trading. 
right? So I'll trade stuff. I was like, okay, I have, I have a tablet. I can trade for that phone that that guy wants for that guitar that I can trade for that pedal over there. And it would be, I would, I would time it, and I would, I would trade over a long period of time knowing that in December I'm going to get that guitar. But I know that there are four trades that need to happen in that time. Right? I've become very good at becoming friends with people. Right? <laughs> the right people. Uh, but as, as I would pick up all these new things, I would play and wouldn't change anything. Right? It would just be a different sound. But the core of what I wanted was not there. And as I, as I played uh, and more and more, I started to understand that it's not actually so much in the little gadgets and gizmos, but it's in my hands and how, how hard I hit. So there's so much variation. Can everyone hear? Is that too loud? Is that OK? So things like that, you learn over time, you learn how to bend notes. And no, no gadgets, no gizmos help you do that, right? It's, it's all stuff that you learn. So what I, what I was learning was the sound that I really wanted was learning how to do it with my hands, right? And the understanding of how to get those sounds. And that's the important part. So now. I can plug into anything and I can get a sound that I like, right? But it wasn't all of the marketing fluff, it wasn't all of that um, that has brought me satisfaction in my playing. It's learning new things, learning about chords and, 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 and learning how to play little things and add little things to make music more interesting. Um, and that showed me of just how we can be as a people where we are pulled here and there by every other thing except the most important thing. Right? We, we look for, for purpose, we, we look for comfort, we look for stability in so many different things. Uh, sometimes it's, it's uh, our job or, or our, our position in society. Uh, sometimes it's relationships. Right? If I could just find my partner, the person I'm supposed to marry, everything will come right. right? Uh, sometimes it's, if I could just get a job that pays this much, if I could just get a house, if I could just get this car, if I could have these friends, everything will be all right. But everything in this world, even the, the good things like relationships, um, they won't last forever. Right? And they don't, they don't give us the stability that we all need, right? every single one of us. That can only come from, from God's love. Right? And even, even, even in, in church, we get a lot of the fluff. You hear people coming up with all sorts of different theologies. Like, you know, if you just have enough faith, just enough faith, then things will go right in your life. If you're feeling empty, it's because you don't have enough faith. It's like pointing someone to go that way, but using the wrong road. We're pointed towards God, but in the wrong way. Where that's a reliance on ourselves, And we know we are not reliable. We're going to be looking today at uh, Psalm 36. 
and we're going to be reading from verse 5 to verse 9, and I'm reading from the NLT. If you have your Bible app, or if you do have an NLT translation, or you can follow along in your own version of your traditional Bible, if we still have those today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so we start from um, verse, verse 5. It says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. And this describes God's love, um, higher than any, any mountain, immovable, right? A love that's greater than all circumstances. It's, it's greater than a, a lousy work situation. It's, it's greater than um, how we feel when we struggle with all different relationships, right? It, it, it's great enough for us when we're fighting through, through illness. It's... Um, it's great enough and it's there when we're failing at everything, when everything seems to be crumbling around us. God's love is there when we are persecuted. When life is falling apart, we don't need all the fluff, right? When life is falling apart, how much money we have doesn't really help, right? When life is falling, falling apart, um, even the greatest of relationships, I think of uh, the actor Robin Williams, who years ago committed suicide at a point of his life where he looked like he had everything. Great family, um, he was very fit, he, he, was, he was cycling, um, great career. He, he's one of the people that uh, directors would pine for and hope we can get Robin Williams in our movie. And one day he just commits suicide. That emptiness. It's the love that's described in, in Romans 8, uh, verse 35. Um, to the end. This love that through everything stands. That's our stability. God is our stability. And understanding his love. In the same way I understand more things about playing my guitar and I enjoy it more. If I understand how great God's love is. Right? This is, this is if we're looking at, at, at the product, these are the real features. The features that make the difference, right? Verse 6 continues and it says, Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. Right? His righteousness like these mighty mountains. And, and, and righteousness speaking of, of, of God's righteousness and his standard, right? God is perfect and what he says is right and what he, what he says is right is right, and what he says is wrong is wrong, right? God's standard is, is, is it doesn't change, right? And often we decide our own standard for life. We decide what is righteous. And when we do that, we slowly destroy ourselves, right? We cannot stand in the place of God. We cannot decide what, what righteousness is, what real justice is. God has a standard, and if we live our lives by his standard, it's not easy, but it's the best life we have. And, and in many ways, as we apply God's standard to our lives, we prosper in that area. If we think of, um, I'm going to use relationships as an example, as, as some are looking for the person that they're going to marry. If I, if I decide to wait on God, right, and whether um, I, I am single or I'm 
dating someone or I'm married, if I live in God's standard of what that relationship should look like, I prosper. Even in the, even in the singleness, even before we're married, even after you're married, living by God's standard. It's the moment that you step away. And I have, I have friends who, who have gone like, I've been waiting for so long. Let me try, let me try things a different way. Right? Maybe I can have a fling here and there. Maybe I can do this and I can do that. Right? And all that brings is pain, more suffering, more heartbreak. Right? I know people who, who are married and I have some family members who have decided, you know, God's standard, this whole thing of working through the tough part of my relationship, of being patient with one another and trying to figure this out, this isn't working for me. I need a new love outside of this. And you see the destruction that it causes as divorce comes and, and children are torn between parents and, and they're unloved and there's hurt on both sides. The moment we step out of his, his standard, things crumble. God, God takes care of us as we obey him. But it also speaks of, 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 of his righteousness um, being in Christ, the righteousness that we have. And, and that if you choose Christ, if you choose Christ as, as your Lord and Savior, and, and, and you make him the Lord of, 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 of your Lord and the one that you follow, his righteousness becomes our righteousness. Right? Like these mighty mountains that are immovable, that's our, our, our place, our, our status with God. That in his eyes we are righteous because of Christ. And that standard never changes. So we never have to feel um, guilty. Uh, when we sin, uh, we don't have to cower away. We're called by God, welcomed into his presence, saying that if, if, if we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive. He works in us to change us, to shape us, to mold us uh, into his picture of, of, of perfection. That'll happen from now until the day we see him face to face. That truth, like the mighty mountains, is immovable. Continues in verse 7, it says, How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. And that's... Um, it gives me the, 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 the picture of, 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 an, of an eagle with her, her chicks under her wing or, or, or a hen, like Jesus says in the Gospels, protecting her chicks. And Jesus is that shelter. Apart from Jesus, we stand in the wrath of God because of the sin that we have committed. Every single one of us deserving of the punishment uh, of eternal damnation. But Jesus died. And, 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 and in Genesis 12, when, when God says, I will bless you, he says, through you, I will bless all the nations. And this promise is reiterated again and again throughout the Old Testament until we see its fulfillment in Christ. The salvation that is made available to all. That Jesus says, in John 3.16, it says this, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This shelter that all of humanity can stand underneath, this hope that 
every single one who puts their faith in Christ is completely covered. This is unshakable love. This is the greatness of our God's love. And I think it's so important for us to, to strive to understand that. It continues and it says in verse 8, that you feed them from the abundance of, of your own house, letting them drink uh, from the river of delights. And God provides everything that we need, and, and, and not just the physical, but the spiritual. And I, I, I love a um, number of times as I've been a believer, and I have a, I have a lot of uh, little brothers. We're a good Herero family. We're quite a few, right? And every now and then, my younger brothers, and this has happened to me three times, um, my younger brothers who, who didn't at the time live with me would always ask me, I would come and pick them up, and instantly it's roasting them mercilessly, um, joking with them and enjoying good time with them, and also getting an opportunity to share Christ with them. But every single time they've asked me, why are you so happy? I don't, we don't understand how come even when stuff is going wrong, you seem to be happy all the time? And I get to explain to them, that's not, that's not happiness. That's, happiness is, is circumstantial. This is joy that God gives. But I know that in every situation, my God remains the same. I get to share that hope with them. But that's, that's one, of, one of my favorite things that God provides. And when I think of this abundance out of the Lord's house, joy is one of those things that pops out. Right? It's always there. If we'll ask, if we'll trust, if we'll understand who our God is and what he has for us. There's an, an abundance of, of love. God has guided me through every area of life. I was terrified of getting married because I thought there is no way I'll be a good husband. Terrified of it. And God, just like with everything else, says, I will lead you every step of the way. I make many Many mistakes, Jen will tell you. Right? I can go back to God, and God reminds me all the time, and he, he corrects me in, the, in, the, in a gentle way, and from his abundance of his love and his grace, I can stand there and say, you know what? If you're leading me, I can be the husband that you've called me to be. He gifts us with many other things. He, he actually physically provides for us the things that we need. But also he... he he sprinkles gifts everywhere, right? I have a wonderful wife that I joke with all the time uh, that, that I adore. Uh, she is one of these amazing gifts that God has given me. Um, I have a guitar right, that I get to play all the time, right? I, it's, 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 it's a little, I see these things as little joys, our interests, the things that, that we can use as our hobbies, exercising, things like that, all these different things God gives as gifts. I remember sitting in, in, in COVID and going like, well, I guess I'll just play guitar then in the lockdown. I was like, that was such a joy to have. And God gives these things. And if we look around, God is giving us little things for us to enjoy, right? God doesn't owe us any of that. He gives it from, from the abundance, from his abundance of of him wanting to, to give good things. Uh, I have, uh, I think of my siblings as, as think of uh, abundance. I love to laugh, right? And my, my siblings, we sat with them yesterday. Uh, we sat till much later than we should have been. 
And we sat there laughing and talking about things and talking about memories. And, and we all have this really stupid sense of humor um, that goes a bit too far sometimes. But I was able to sit there and I thought, I was sitting there thinking, thank you, God, for this gift. I'd have this, this, this church family, right? amazing church family. I thank God for you. These are little gifts, the abundance from his house that he gives to us. Right? This is the greatness of the love of our God. In verse 9 it says, You are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. And God gives us uh, something that nothing in this world can give. There's a purpose for the rest of our lives. Right? I am um, nowhere near retirement age. Right? I'm not going to speak for anyone who's in retirement, right? But I cannot understand living life where I don't have a purpose every day. But I know that when I get to the age where I can't work anymore, that God will still have a purpose to know him and to make him known to others, right? Um, Brian shared at, at YWAP just this amazing gift we had of just sitting in Bible study um, and explaining just the truth of who God is. And watching as people realize how amazing God is, that is one of the greatest gifts God has given us. And to be, to be a participant in God's plan, that is amazing. Right? And I know that I'll have that for the rest of my life. Right? No matter where I go, I will have a purpose every single day. A reason to wake up, a reason to be joyful, knowing that I have this purpose um, may, uh, given by the one who works all things out for those who love him. <laughs> it's a good song. I have an understanding of, we have an understanding of what is right and wrong. Right? We have a, a God who will lead us all the time. I, I think of the, the, the picture of the Israelites going through uh, the wilderness and being led by, by the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And I remember the, the first time I, I read the Old Testament as, as, as a more naive Christian, I would go, I wish I was actually born in those times. I could see that. I could physically see this leading. Um, not, not a smart thing, right? Because today we have God, the Holy Spirit, who lives in us who guides us daily. We don't walk around aimless. What a gift in a world where everyone is asking, what is the point? But you know, the thing is, we don't live this life if we don't understand who our God is, what his heart is, how much he loves us. This understanding of what God's love is. If you go back to, and you can go and read that on your own, the first four verses of this chapter um, describe a lawless man, a, a, a wicked man. And that's a person who lives in the absence of the knowledge of God's love. In my, in, in, in my prayer and fasting for, for, for myself, one of the big prayer requests, and one that I think will benefit all of us, is to help us to understand the greatness of his love. Right? If I understood that, there'd be so many times where 
I'll trust him a whole lot more. If I understood that, I wouldn't sit with anxiety when there are tough situations, uh, when money is low, when relationships aren't going right, when um, people around who are, who are close to me uh, are passing away. When I understand who God is, it, it doesn't mean that everything becomes easy, but I, I, I live in this comfort and in this joy in every situation. So let's, as, as a church, pray for that. God, help me to understand your love. And I know we're all in different places. There are probably some who go, I have a, a pretty good understanding. You can still understand more. All right? And there are many who say, I don't even know what it feels like. And I feel like I'm just starting to scratch the surface. I'm just starting to understand. Help me to understand what, how great your love is when I'm in deep need. Help me to understand how to trust in his love. Help me to understand how to live in his love. Let that be our prayer. Let that be something that we strive to, to, to learn, to, to figure out every day. Um, the, the, the Bible reading plan is, is one of the practical ways we can do that. Every day uh, you read about God and the way that he has loved people. Going through the Old Testament is such a reminder of God's uh, grace and mercy. Because in the Old Testament, people do crazy things. Right? A lot of the times, you, sometimes you read the Old Testament and you think, I would never do that. Right? Look at these fools. Right? A lot of the times, I circle back and I think I'm exactly the same. Right? I probably would have been there worshipping that golden calf as well. <laughs> but it also helps me understand that, that grace of God that he continues to love his people. So let's, let's, um, let's enjoy the Bible reading plan. Let's, let's get into it. Let's, even if you're not doing the, the, the church plan, which is a great plan, I'll keep plugging it. Right? But make sure you're in his word. Let his word tell you who he is and how he loves us. How great, how vast, how deep his love is. Let's spend time actually living the way God has called us. Uh, 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 a great way to understand God's love is to actually obey him. Right? When you obey him, his love becomes real. There have been many times where, where I, I, I read something, and I go, God, this doesn't make sense to me, and honestly, I don't want to obey it. And I've prayed, God, I start off with God, I'll obey it because I have to, not because I want to, but because I have to. And I say, God, show me why I have to do this. And I want to uh, go back to, to, to relationship again. And seeing many people as our single, many people dating and getting married and, and, and looking at this person, finding someone, and thinking to myself, you know, if I extended my search outside of people who love Jesus, I would have a greater chance of finding someone to marry. That temptation was always there. But as I obeyed him, I saw, and, I, and we're in a society where we see the effects of promiscuity everywhere, right? where we see how it tears through families. And as I obeyed that, say, God, thank you 
Thank you for, for loving me and putting your standard in place that actually benefits me as I obey you, even as I do the things that I don't want to do. But you're blessing me as I obey you. I see your love actively. And in every area of our lives, if we obey him, we'll understand his love a whole lot more than if we just read it and go, oh, that's a really good idea. I like how that sounds. And then you do your own thing. Perhaps that's the biggest way that, that people miss God's love is they stop obeying. They stop actively walking with God. So let, let's make that our prayer. Let's make that the thing that we strive for. To truly understand how deep and how great his love is. Let me pray for us. Jesus, thank you so much for, for, your, for your amazing love. Uh, displayed um, in, in the ultimate act of love when you, when you died on the cross and, and paid for our sins. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And thank you, Jesus, that uh, you continue to love us, to, to, to draw us to yourself. Jesus, sorry for, for turning away to this and that, to, to something that will entertain us for a short while, something that will make us feel good for a short while, something that makes us feel like we have control. Lord, sorry for being drawn away to those things, those things that don't fulfill. Lord, help us to see how great and amazing your love is and how if, if we live in your love, Lord, it changes every part of our lives. That as we live in your love, in your love we, we feel the fullness, we live in the fullness, that abundant life that you, you want to give, that you say in John 10, 10, that you will give. Help us to understand how great your love is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Rico Veca, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today. And it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.